Hi there, this is Centrelink Unemployment Services. How am I helping you today? Uh, hi, I'm just calling uh, because my payments have been cut off. Yes, the Job Seeker program has been cut off, sir. But um, would you like a reinstallment of that? Yes, please. I, I mean, I still don't have a job and I need to pay my rent. Please hold. Oh, it's fucking music. Sir, we have reinstated your weekly payment and I've actually added an extra $300 per week just to help you out. What? Really? That's correct. Can oh, I help great. You? Can I help you with anything else today? Um, yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Please hold. Hope this works. Sir, uh, I've just ordered a burrito. Oh. Um, yeah, that should be over to your house very soon. Great. Anything else, sir? Actually, you know what? Really hurts when I go to pee. You have a urinary tract infection. You need to go and see a doctor. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Bye now. Wow, I've really taken it up a notch. I'm Nat Demina. And I'm Marty Smiley, which means you're listening to the podcast where we share the craziest stories of shared living. That's right. That's it's our mission. Right. It's mm-hmm. a mission we may have achieved mostly because this is our last episode. It is. And of a... this season. Yes, yes. Don't worry. We're not going to bore you with a reunion tour somewhere down the track. <laughs> and All just right. keep coming back. We're, we're not at the John Farnham stage just yet. <laughs> no. We're almost done and dusted on our first season of housewarming. It's been an absolute pleasure what a to wild, bring it wild to you. journey. It what has a been. a crazy journey. <laughs> it truly has. Sometimes, <laughs> somehow we made it here. And thanks for coming along for the journey so far. And we are so looking forward to season two. Yes. And but Can't tell you anything about it yet. We can't because we Were don't you about know about to? it yet. Yeah. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was, I was just, you know, getting them hyped up, you know. It is coming. It's coming. Uh, but before we get to season two, mm. we've still got one more episode. Yeah, that's a big one. It is a big one. We like it's to go today. out with a bang. What's been on your mind, Smiley? What's happening? We've had this ongoing thing in our house that we have not been able to get rid of our couch. We're trying mm-hmm. to sell it on Marketplace. It's been two months now, Nat. It kind of was your job. I'm trying. Facebook keeps sending me (laughs) notifications being like, hey, this is still available. Do you want to bump this up to get to the top of the marketplace list? I'm like, every time I say yes, and every time it just gets views and no responses. It's also humiliating. They remind you to check if you want to reduce the price. Yeah, I know. It's so... (laughs) No, I don't. No, it's a fair price. I'll either sell it for 150 or I'll throw it out onto the street. (laughs) Yeah. But there is no way I'm I'm receding on my price. (laughs) Uh, Last week it came to such desperate times that we tried to get the bear pack to sell it to random people. Uh, That did not work either. So this week I had an Airtasker professional cleaner come in to deal with the stain. Yeah. That seems to have been <laughs> a major sticking point for buyers. They yeah, don't want to buy it. They don't want to take it with the stain. We didn't want to lie about the stain. We have That's... tried to clean the stain. 
It's hard. We've, we've tried. I mean, we've been we have water. Tried. I think. I I don't even think we've even tried at all. There has been minimal effort on both everyone's part. Let's not just say both. Every single person <laughs> who has ever sat on that couch. Made I think it I so- dusted it one stage. Oh yeah, that'll get rid of a stain. <laughs> what are you fucking crazy? Got the air tasker in. He brings in this huge machine. Like, it looked like an overweight R2-D2. It was huge. Like a proper carpet cleaner. Like. Proper carpet cleaner, had five different hoses and nozzles. I was like, this guy means business. All right. And that's what we need. He cleans it up. He, he did our other couch as well because we've got a new couch. Right now, our living space is couches. You <laughs> will stub a toe if you come over. <laughs> So he came over, he cleaned the stain, he wet it, he put he soaped it, he did everything. Leaves says, listen, it it'll look a bit dirty now, but by the end of today, it'll be squeaky clean. Guess the end of the day, not clean. I hit go on Airtasker to hit up this guy and go, yo, this is not nothing that's changed. This hasn't here. worked. This has yeah, yeah. not worked. This is how he gets out of he's just like, oh no, it's it's just wet. Once it dries, it'll be fine. I go on his airtasker. He's advertising a job. So the oh. air tasker needs an air tasker. And I was like, that's weird. Well, you know, different people on air tasker have different skills. Now he could be looking for someone to do something else. Yeah. What he was looking for, though, I'm going to read you the ad. Hey, this is actually how he wrote the ad, too. <laughs> this is the heading. Okay. Hey, need help fixing my carpet cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know how to fix a PEX 500? The motor will not run and the troubleshooting says to check the wiring, but I don't know. Our carpet cleaner, our air tasker, has had a faulty cleaner come through to a house and I've caught him red-handed advertising a job <laughs> to, fix, to fix his cleaner. Tell him, get the PEX 600, brother. you got to upgrade now. <laughs> I was livid. I would be furious. The goal of this man. I've caught him red-handed. I just sent him the ad. I said, faulty is it, mate? (laughs) Going to tell me, going to let me know about that? This is on the day, by the way. So it's literally, it would have happened within the 12-hour period. (laughs) That he came to this house, cleaned the couch. Yes. I'm wondering, are those two things related? The fact that there was a bad job. Yeah, I mean, you would be foolish to think that they weren't connected. (laughs) There is a very real possibility that it was our couch that busted his machine. Well, this is what I think. Is the stain too powerful? This stain, bro, it's going to be with us for life now. We can't do anything about it. As a social experiment, why don't we just put the couch out the front of our house and just write, free couch. In fact, if you take this couch, we will give you $50. (laughs) And see if anybody will actually take us up on that offer. Well, look. This... People underestimate how massive and ugly the stain is. It is actually the worst thing. It's pretty bad. So he's going to come back to clean it, but I don't know when that's going to be. So for now, we are stuck with the couch for the foreseeable future. We can throw it out. Why no, is this not no, an No, there will be no explore? throwing out of this couch. Why? Because it is a good couch. The other thing that we seem to be stuck with is this list of items that you have brought into the house as hard rubbish finds. Okay. Things you say are hard rubbish finds. It's an obsession that I've had to deal with for what has become too long now. So consider this an intervention, a short one at that, because we don't have much time, Mm -hmm. but this is an intervention. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Over the last year, you brought so many items back to this house that you said you were going to use to recycle, find a new use for that have no, not eventuated. Like what? Uh, the weird wooden black and brown cylinder that looks like it maybe could be Cuban or Brazilian that at the time you got it off the street, I asked, what is that? And to this day, you still don't know what it is, and it hasn't had a use in the house. Okay. Can we just chill on the hard rubbish for a while? Oh, like I would almost say that the advice you've given me has gone in one ear and out the other, (laughs) but I'm wearing headphones at the moment, so it hasn't even gone in. (laughs) I was so frustrated about this not to be in a trait that we made an entire comedy sketch about it, which is now on our Instagram, which you can check out. It's basically not doing what he just did, which is listen to me complain and ignore it. Amen. Check out the sketch on our Instagram. <laughs> Should we get to the guest? Yeah. Our last guest of season one. Yes. Our guest today is stand-up comedian, TV writer, and frequent graph designer, Tom Cashman. Tom, this has been a much anticipated guest for us. Because earlier in the season, we had Becky Lucas on the show Mm -hmm. and she talked a lot of shit about him. (laughs) That's right. And they also live together in the house full of ultimate Frisbee players. Funny place to live. So it'd be good to find out his perspective on that. But from what I know about Tom, he used to be a lawyer. Now he's a comic. Yes. He used to be a copyright lawyer. Now he's a stand-up comedian. So what I've heard is that basically he spends a lot of his free time winning arguments he doesn't need to just for fun. Yes, and he's very good at it. Apparently in the past, he's fought back against his landlords and real estate agents and actually won, which is of great interest to us. Absolutely. We could definitely use his help. (laughs) But he's also been on the bad side of his neighbours before and Mm. catastrophically so. Okay. He got a series of angry letters and voicemails from his neighbor recently, and hopefully we're going to try to get to the bottom of that. So on this episode, we want to hear Tom's tips for confronting landlords and find out how he became a nightmare for his neighbors. That's him now. Sweet. Hello. Hello, Boys. Tom. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Lovely house here, Thank my you lord. So much for Thanks for doing the show. Giving the abode we live in a compliment. It appreciates it. All right, and I hope the tenants both did too. <laughs> Check in with the tenants. Very appreciated. Yes. And what about yourself, Marty? Yeah, I'm happy that you're here and you've showered us with compliments so early well, on. I wouldn't call show. it a shower, more of a okay. drop. Just one little <laughs> one little compliment. I've got um here I've got brought a gift for you uh, for you guys. Oh. I've got cup, oh. uh, copies of my submissions uh-huh. uh, which are my rebuttals. Okay. Um, uh, back against some accusations I hear that have been made against me on previous iterations of this podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I've had a few listens and I don't like what's been said or what's been implied by I certain don't people. I anyone's right. ever um, given a written rebuttal as a gift to us. Well, I thought what maybe it's a spite your, gift. your yeah. own copies wouldn't go astray just so I can really <laughs> no, no, no. sink in. Thank you very much. Also, we'll read along as we go. Absolutely. Um, Should we bring him in? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Come on in. Woo! 
Welcome to the show, Tom Cashman. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. You've brought in some rebuttals, some submissions. Yeah, I want to unpack um, this. Basically, what's happened here is I um, had a discussion with your lovely producer, Jess, yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, she brought um, my attention to the fact that Becky Lucas had been on this podcast before. Well, this is the thing. On most of our shows, mm. it's been rare that we've had two guests that have actually lived together at some stage. That's so right. for our listeners, go back, have a listen to episode two with Becky Lucas. She made some accusations against Tom, who she used to live with. Many of those accusations, we edited it out because of a fear of defamation. <laughs> And I appreciate that. Yep. But I spoke to Jess. She referred to a few accusations that had been made against me mm-hmm. and uh, encouraged me to go and listen to the episode. I went and listened <laughs> to the episode. Very funny. Some of the accusations were simply not in there. <laughs> so that means either they were made before the podcast was even being recorded, which it's is just our, what bitching is. It's our first season. We wanted to avoid a lawsuit at all costs. Fair enough. I am feared across but, the, the comedy just, scene in Australia. Regardless of that. You're here to rebut some accusations the and audience knows nothing about. That's reveal right. what those accusations So to were. further publicise them, <laughs> it's probably the stupidest way to <laughs> make people not think the things that I'm about to mention. But yes. um, I, I was referred to, but uh, never in a negative light, which I did appreciate. But mm-hmm. there were a few things that I'm told that she referenced. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've given you each a copy of these, um, of, of these submissions. Accusation one. In the court of housewarming. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> was that I do loud shits. Yes. Hmm. I believe the full accusation was when you were on the couch watching movies, yes. you would make everyone pause the movie to oh. then go into the bathroom <laughs> and then do loud shits while the movie was paused and the room was silent. You're really painting a picture of yourself as a housemate right now, very early on in the episode. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You're, you're painting the picture. Okay, so that's putting a bit more colour on the <laughs> accusation. I feel like the rebuttals I have here... Uh, I can't really control what's happening in there. Yes. The proximity of the bathroom to the couch should not be blamed on me. It should be blamed on the architect. Yes. And rebuttal three is, so what? (laughs) (laughs) Grow up, fuck off. We've all got to go to the bathroom. What do you want me to do? Accusation two. I use humour to change my housemate's behaviour in a passive-aggressive manner. Yes. I remember this accusation and it was a big one, but one that a lot of people do do. If you have trouble with conflict, mm. you might crack a joke or use mm-hmm. passive aggressive text that's got some humor to totally. it to alert someone to their horrid behavior in the house. Yeah, shut the fuck up, lol. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Just joshing, just joshing around while you're quiet. I believe this accusation was centered around how you mm. would notice your other housemates not putting the toilet roll onto the rack and just leaving it at various spots in mm, the bathroom. Exactly. And um, laziness, quite <laughs> frankly. Okay. And so instead of um, raising this issue with my uh, two housemates, what I did is take a photo every time it happened over the course of a year without mentioning it to them <laughs> and then at the end of the year uh, publish a video of all the times <laughs> that it happened. <laughs> Um, online. It's like such a length to go to rather than just. Yeah, as know, opposed hey, to the small it- length to go to, to put it back <laughs> on the fucking whatever you call it next to the toilet. Oh boy. So my we rebuttal. don't even have a toilet rack right now. The fixture, gone. Right. So what, where are you it's putting it? It's just a loot. It's just around. Yeah. Does that annoy you? I'm getting frustrated now just thinking about that. <laughs> just there being no allocated spot is frustrating. I suppose that would excuse the putting it around, but I still would like there to be, I suppose, somewhere where a, you could rely plate. on it being. Yeah. Because I think that's sometimes what happens is you look down and there's none. 
you know. So I posted that video, um, but it wasn't to try and get my you know housemates to uh, change their behaviour. If I wanted to do that, I would have told them about it. I was just trying to be funny. So my rebuttal one uh, to that accusation is I was just trying to be funny. I didn't mean anything by it. If you took anything to heart, that's a reflection of your guilt or anxiety, not an indictment <laughs> on me. If you were comfortable with your behaviour, you would have taken the joke in your stride. <laughs> and rebuttal two is so what? <laughs> Fuck off. Get over it. <laughs> uh, the final accusation is something you haven't come in prepared to rebut. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> I thought that was just a neat ending to that little segment and we could move on. <laughs> the final accusation mm. was that you are a tidy Tom. Right. You mm. rearrange things of other housemates mm. where they've left things uh, in the kitchen yes. or in the living room, that the communal spaces. Yes. In order of how you would like them to be yes. in the house. Yes. Are you a tidy Tom? Well, look, I think tidiness is relative. And so mm-hmm. I think I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> and I think anyone who doesn't abide by my standards is a fucking freak. <laughs> and anyone who has more standards is a weird little neat freak. <laughs> um, so, no, I don't perceive my uh, myself like that. One time I lived with someone and I took, after about five days, their paints, some of their painting mm-hmm. equipment was on the dining room table and I had been there for, you know, three, four or five days, uh, probably three. Now I'm looking back on it. But um, I thought that was the appropriate amount of time and I was about to have breakfast and it was kind of still there. Still there. So I just popped it on the ground near like the stairs up to the, <laughs> just moved it, you know. Yeah. And I got accused then of um, disrespecting the hobby of this particular housemate. What was, the, what was it? Painting. Painting, painting. painting yeah. And, and he was like, you think my hobby my passion, painting, belongs on the ground. <laughs> you, you think my, my love is the ground. That's how much respect you have. Which is So I feel like some of the accusations that come back at me for like the simple move, for me it's quite normal to do a simple move. I'm trying to help I, with a bit of a... I think that's what would have I don't motivated Van Gogh to continue to keep <laughs> his passion going. You know, someone disrespected it. it up high. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of on the ground. Wasn't well, it, it like five for us? Put, <laughs> put it up on a plinth. And I think I, I completely agree with you with the simple moves. I don't see any issue with that. I don't see anybody who would have an issue with no, that. And I you. think it's because moving it, although from maybe your perspective mm. and from my perspective definitely, I'm just trying to do a nice thing, bring it closer to them, let them know that, you know, yes, it was somewhere public, but I've moved it. Yes. No, Nat doesn't move it somewhere. He moves it out of the house. He throws it out. <laughs> <laughs> Nat, Nat, you, Nat would relate to you. You're preaching to the converted here yes. when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, that was either. too charitable a reading. Um, <laughs> there is a bit of an implication of like it's been in the common space for too long. But um, what are you chucking? Nat's, like the other day I came back, Nat's rearranged the kitchen because we have a new housemate. Fair enough. Yep. He's mm-hmm. the chief orderer of the communal space. Organizer. In Okay. Self-appointed. I was going to say, who gave him that title? I did. Self-appointed. I'm the best at it. <laughs> no, I worked in a commercial kitchen. Okay. I worked in a commercial kitchen. Okay, sorry, chief. I know. I'm sorry. I know where <laughs> things are supposed to go to make it easier for you, so movements are fluid. Oh so everything's my god! Easy to get. See, this is where it comes from. <laughs> okay. People think they have like elite <laughs> skills. He's the kind of person if you walk behind him when he's opening the oven and you don't say behind, he's like, "Come on!" No, yeah, you got to say back. <laughs> you got to say back. You're not Gordon Ramsay, can't. <laughs> Um, I came back the other day, everything's rearranged in the kitchen. Mm. Suddenly we have so many more bowls, but like she, he's catered for the new bowls, okay. my bowls. They're like up in the right corner now. Oh. I've got to climb a ladder to get there. 
In fact, most of my items I now have to climb ladders to reach, <laughs> including my protein powder. How am I supposed to get huge if I've basically got to do a workout to get to the protein powder? So this is what people like me and Nat don't understand. They're putting things high and low. is disrespectful to some it's- people. <laughs> but it's something about the height that really It's just the stuff we don't the use way. that often <laughs> totally. goes up high. But then we use often I do low. think it is disrespectful and I think you've got to acknowledge to Marty it would feel bad to have like broader bowl that is like a top tier bowl. It's like after everything's washed, yep. someone has a stir fry, that's the first bowl out of there. And now it's like... You know, third It's run, been relegated, run. yeah. It hurts to see that. Quite ugly. <laughs> yeah, but he makes his own judgment calls on it. Like, yeah. we, there's a cutting board, gone. Came back, <laughs> had a cutting board. The cutting you can't board. Chuck that. Now, Someone has left it on the gone. stove and it's plastic and it's melted. Oh, okay. Half of it is melted. And the other Half one was like just a sheet, like a flimsy chopping board. You could pretty much only cut tomatoes on. He doesn't <laughs> ask anyone, yeah. makes the decision for the house. Totally. Well, he is the chief. We've been having an ongoing dispute with our landlord whereby. We couldn't pay our rent, so we asked for a rent reduction. Yep. As everyone re- did. Yeah, he refused during COVID times. You he, know. Refused. he refused. He refused. <laughs> yeah. oh, classic. No empathy <laughs> for our situation. Mm. Uh, so we just stopped paying the full amount. Mm. Refused back. We're coming to the end of our lease, and we're now in thousands of dollars of debt. Um, it's- yeah, so essentially we worked out a deal with our real estate agent where she couldn't get in touch with the landlord. He was kind of ignoring her. So she just said, hey, you know what, just pay a reduced amount, which is what we've been doing. Oh, my God. Hmm. What what reduction are we talking? We a couple hundred bucks off. A few hundred bucks off yeah. a okay. week. Our plan was to kind of hold off on paying this rent until they did a lot of the repairs that mm. we've been asking them to do since the very beginning. I mean, our toilet door doesn't close or lock. Mm. We don't have a toilet seat. My mm. bedroom door doesn't close. Toilet fixture, which we mentioned before. Totally. Your bedroom door doesn't close. My bedroom door doesn't, doesn't close. All right. <laughs> My window has no blinds. <laughs> that's the worst one. <laughs> and the blinds one is always one where I'm like, I mean, that's something you could probably put in yourself. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. the others, yeah. And we also have mould in so the kitchen mold. and bathrooms. Oh, no. Mould in the bathrooms, which is how Brittany Murphy died. Just to Is that right? Yep. Chuck that in the email. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be taken lightly, I refer to Brittany. A few RIPs in the letter of demand. So there's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. And um, it's gotten pretty dire. And we've kind of hit our wits end. We're kind of like, what? So no repairs have occurred. No repairs have occurred. Actually, a guy came in to fix the bubbling walls okay. and just drilled holes in the bottom of the wall, never came back. He was like, I'll come back in three weeks and I'll finish that off. Never came That's back. That's like a year six exercise book approach to like contact bubbles. <laughs> but for the wall, it it's, feels like uh, you should have more expertise than that. It's been eight months, hasn't returned. Now there's just three holes in our wall. Gotcha. So, and then rent, you just have been paying the reduced amount. We've just yeah. been paying a reduced amount. And is anyone demanding... More? No, but we're coming to the end of the lease. So yeah. we know that talks are going to happen. They're going to take it out of the bond. They're going to take it out of the bond or something. Yeah, because that's yeah. always the thing. They'll have this over us, you mm. know. If we don't want to pay it, boom, our bond's gone. Totally. We don't know what to do. Have you ever had, you know, an issue with a landlord that you've had to resolve? I've only been at the end of a few leases, but my understanding is basically, and this is um, mm. everything I'm about to say is technically legal advice. So um, you can just 
rely on okay. billing you by the okay. hour. Yeah, and, and you can sue me if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's, it's not. Um, but uh, basically at the end of the lease, you can withdraw or request to withdraw the bond immediately back from fair trading because mm-hmm. fair trading holds it. This is in New South Wales at least. Yeah. Um, so it's right. held separately. And then I think the landlord has a certain period of time to like contest that withdrawal, mm. like two weeks, three weeks, something like that. If they don't, uh, so if they're a shitty real estate agent and they miss it, yep. uh, which they probably won't because it's their like, main job is yeah, to not yeah. miss it, but um, then you get it back. And if they contest it, then it goes to like an NCAT, um, a, a tribunal, basically. The wow, tribunal. Okay. Right. And then you have to conciliate. Yep. You have to sit down and argue with the landlord. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to need you to chat. backtrack and... <laughs> Define uh, what conciliate means. What the fuck does like mediation or like okay, sitting down gotcha. and having like talking it through deposition, yeah. as opposed to just straight. Because then the next step is a hearing where there's like a right. little judge in there, or yep. it could be huge. I don't know. Um, but point <laughs> is, you have to um, have a, a bit <laughs> of a chat. Yeah, yeah. And then at least that'll that'll send the either the landlord in or or the or the real estate agent. Have you ever had a landlord situation that's gotten so bad like our situation mm. where you've had to Take it to the next level. Well, what I've done it twice. I haven't had to either time, but I wanted to because it <laughs> <makes me> funny. <laughs> so basically, yeah, the first when I lived with um, Becky in this um, in the household with all the all the shits and the laundry mm. um, and the tidiness and the t- I think there were lots of uh, good times as well, but mainly bad ones, mainly tension. And um, basically, at the end of the lease. We did a, a big clean, like we paid like four hundred bucks for like one of those end of lease end of lease clean, clean yeah. yeah, and. Um, they're, basically, we got an email saying they wanted to spend 550 from the bond on a clean because some windows were dusty and stuff. Like it wasn't as comprehensive as they wanted it to be. Uh, so like crazy end of lease as it should have been. Exactly. But like dust, legitimate. It's like you flick it. You know what I mean? You're there. You're taking photos. <laughs> At this stage, we're out uh, uh, as well. So yeah. they basically sent us a bill. For like 550 bucks for cleaners, which is crazy. There was a chip, I think, in one of the... Um, in like a cabinet, which is probably fair enough. Okay. But then the worst one was they wanted $99 uh, to pay for a pest controller because there was an ant infestation. And I emailed back saying on that ant infestation point, mm. we never noticed any ants in the... Um, I mean, the- also, doesn't every house have like an insect infestation? We have ants, yeah. we have cockroaches, yeah. slugs. Totally. Plus- and I think if there's an infestation, I think the legal thing is it is the tenant's responsibility during the tenancy to get rid of it. There's only so much you can do. But then also we'd been out of there for a week. So it's like, you're the, is, did you bring them? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so I, you never noticed an ant infestation? I mean, you you know, the occasional. A couple of ants too. And so I asked, um, can you send through some evidence of this ant infestation? And the real estate agent sent me a photo of like a close-up photo of four ants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's not. That's just hanging out. You know what I mean. You don't know what they're up to. They could be strolling through, and um, I replied, being like, "That's just, that's just a photo of four ants." And she said, "There's never just four ants. <laughs> there's never just four ants. <laughs> when there's four, there's more. Apparently. Wow. Okay. I mean, try and argue with her though. <laughs> I but mean, it's, she always she more has than a four. point. But also, I mean, four. Even if there's more, is that an infestation? Well, I feel like it's a bit rich to say there's there's never just four when you've recently sent someone a photo of fucking four. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've sent me the rebuttal to your argument. Have you gone to the tribunal over ants? So I went for, I'm like, 
So me and Becky, we um, <laughs> we took a photo out the front. Um, <laughs> I can send it to you. We're taking this to the highest squad of the land. Exactly. <laughs> and Cat. And we went in and, um, yeah, we got the money for the ants taken off. We got the money for the cleaning reduced to like 100 bucks or something. Great. And we had to pay for the chip. So, like, we were happy with the outcome. Okay. But then the real estate agent guy, he was a bit argumentative and a bit annoying, but um, he was a nice guy. But then the second time I did it, so I lived in another place and it was new and um, – we were accused um, of scratching the floorboards, basically. They were new floorboards and there were some scratches from furniture moving and stuff, mm. which there were a few light scratches. And um, I think we had like four grand, five grand or something in the bond and they wanted $4,000 for the scratches. For the scratches. Because it's like it's it's love, like they were just so oh, proud of the floorboards. Oh, it's treated so it's fine. Exactly. Did you win that one? So we went in and that woman was more mean. Um, so that, then I went alone the first time I went with Becky and it was good having moral support. Like you're fighting this one by yourself. The second, yeah, I was, and, and she had the, the, the mean real estate agent woman had a, um, uh, like an assistant there who she was teaching how to do the job, teaching how to be mean. And I was quite nervous in that one. And I remember being quite nervous and she was being really aggressive from the beginning. She did that thing where she pretends to storm out. She's like, well, if you're not going to agree, well, then let's just do the court date and set it. And then she stood up and the assistant stood oh, up. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, and then she came back down. Okay, so you're willing to talk? And I'm oh, like, it was for effect. Yeah, it was yeah, for effect. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, far out. I'm getting strong-armed here. And then at some Hectic, stage early, yeah. I was trying to make my points about how I think it's fair wear and tear. And she goes, you're shaking. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm nervous. <laughs> she was negging you. Like, she literally accused me of shaking, of being oh, like deranged or something. You. That man is guilty. Look at him sweat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can tell he's lying. He's shaking. <laughs> totally. That's hilarious. It's all a mental game. You know, you yeah. win it up here. Yeah. But I'd recommend getting them in there anyway. Mm. At the, my rationale is at the very least, even if you don't get anything, even if you end up having to pay what they want you to pay, you've wasted their money by yeah. Um, nice, yeah. by making yeah. them pay a real estate agent to come and argue with you. Okay. And th- this is just good to know, there are like tenant, so it's generally tenant friendly because that's the point of the whole system. Yeah. Yep. And there are tenant advocates walking around room to room. So there's all these little rooms where people right. are arguing in and they pop their head in and then they go, oh, does um, is there an unrepresented tenant in here? And then they sit down, they look at all the information oh, and wow. they give you advice about what to do. So it's like- I like that because Nat's always adamant that he wants to represent himself. Yeah, yeah. In anything, like any kind of dispute. And can yeah, I tell I you will... now, it's, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking freaking in there, all right? Brother, if you don't have your own back, who's going to have yours? Exactly. But no, look, thank you so much for your advice. Mm. We also have issues with our neighbour. And when I say we, I mean me. Mm. Just Nat. We've all pissed off our neighbours at some point, but mm. rarely does it ever make the news, which is <laughs> something that's happened to you. You had a problem with your neighbour. Yep. What's happened? Well, it goes back to the cleaning thing, um, the cleanliness mm-hmm. issue I think we were talking about before. Basically, I got new cleaners and I think they they didn't know where to put the rubbish at the end. Um, I'd never had cleaners even touch the rubbish really. Um, but um, out the, where you put like the... The rubbish when you take the bins out in this apartment building is like in the garage down the bottom. Right, yeah. Uh, and you need a, like a swipe to get down there. Mm. And they didn't know that. So I think what they've done is they've gone out the front assuming there's going to be bins for them to put like the household rubbish in and didn't see any. And then what they did is they just dumped it on the street. They pr- oh, I was going to say they put your, you know, rubbish in the neighbor's bin, but they've just put it out on the street. Exactly, just like on the footpath, right, wow. which is which is not on. Mm-hmm. And um, so you're saying this to clarify that you would never do that. I would never do that. <laughs> I'm not an illegal dumper. Um, but then about a week later I receive a letter in the mail from okay. a man, which I might read to you. Oh, yeah. yes, please yeah. do, yeah. Um, I was surprised reading this. I, did, I didn't know. 
um, that anything had happened. But basically, I open a letter and there's photos of this rubbish. Okay. Um, of, on the street. Right. So he's and, gone to Officeworks to print them, possibly. Yes. Yep. And he's he's gone through the rubbish and taken photos of a few letters that were in the rubbish that were addressed to me. Yeah. Found my address <laughs> from that. Taken photos. Opened the letters. Taken photos of like what was in the letters and photos of the rubbish on the street. So you couldn't later deny that it wasn't your yeah, bag exactly. of rubbish. So this is a letter from a neighbour. A random guy that yeah, I don't know who it is. straight up okay. CSI shit going yeah. on. <laughs> and he says the attached photos show five messy, unpleasant, smelly, split and leaking bags of household garbage dumped in Barkham Avenue, Darlinghurst. They also show the garbage contains correspondence addressed to you from Comsec and AFX which means the garbage is most likely yours. If so, what a total c- you are. <laughs> is that because you invest in stocks? Or <laughs> totally. I mean, also- it kind of helped. The picture he's painting of me is a real <laughs> asshole. He's like, a, what a total c- you are, a total c- a moronic, antisocial, subhuman, irresponsible Neanderthal <laughs> with no concept of acceptable community behaviour. No doubt you live like a pig <laughs> with social habits to match. P.U. What a stink you must leave wherever you go. Just mental stuff. We're halfway as well. (laughs) You think he's made his point. Wow. What gives you the right to simply throw garbage into the street outside people's residences, leaving a shitty mess for others to clean because you're too fucking lazy to find a bin? Well, this time you have been caught, you bastard. <laughs> Good and proper. He's a great writer, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> to avoid repercussions, I strongly suggest you immediately come and pick your, up your mess before something else happens. Ooh. What goes around comes around, Mr. Cashman. What a shame if someone dumped bags of garbage at your address. Revenge. Oh, exactly. Revenge foreshadowing, foreshadowing revenge. I haven't noticed any revenge, though. What has happened, though, is I've subsequently got a voicemail that he left for the home phone, which I didn't even know we had. And he has uh, looked us up in the phone book, basically, <laughs> and left a message, an angry message, I think before the letter, because there's some overlap in the content. Let's, we've got to hear this message. This is a message for Thomas James Cashman. I'm a resident of Barkham Avenue, Darlinghurst, and there are five messy, shitty, untidy... Bags of household rubbish chucked on our street. New adjectives. Now, if you fucking well think that you can get away with chucking rubbish all over my street, you can get fucked. <laughs> and there will be repercussions. <laughs> I have looked up your address <laughs> in the phone book. So maybe, maybe we're all going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, he... It couldn't leave it at just a letter. <laughs> he had to leave a voicemail as well. I mean, yeah, that's how you know he's a boomer is he's used well, he's the got two a oldest forms of communication. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know he's a boomer when you hear him say, you've got correspondence. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. On my street. <laughs> Like, shut there up. will be repercussions. I feel like my dad said that to me when I was like eight. Totally. I mean, he's right. It's bad that they were out there, but he's just his response has been so wild that somehow now I'm the good guy. I <laughs> but then, so basically, what happened then is I um I sent it to a few journalists that I know because I'm like, oh, this will be funny. And um, it was my scoop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I thought it'd kind of get back at him that I'm going to go public with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy speaks to me like this. Well, no, no, no. I will. Um, I'll get back at him. And um, so there were a few articles about it. But then 
um, it backfired on me because then now, um, if you Google my name, the top result is man sent, or sorry, no, Sydney comedian Tom Cashman sent angry letter about rubbish. And it sounds like I fucking sent the letter. <laughs> yeah, so I'm defaming myself. That's why I was a conf- bit confused. <laughs> yeah. the, the headline I read was that you wrote these letters. <laughs> exactly. And no one reads the articles anymore. Everyone's just skimming. I didn't. Uh, we actually put it out to our housewarming listeners mm. this week. Mm. What uh, altercations have you had with your neighbour? Mm. Yeah. Do you have any no- nosy neighbours, essentially? And we have Will on the line. Hello. What did your neighbour do? Uh, so we've had a pretty hectic uh, altercation with our neighbour for the past nine months since we've moved in. Um, it's just been ongoing. She's mm-hmm. tried to get us evicted. She's called the cops on us. Like, I actually think we tried to count it and it was about 50 times. Um, wow, right. Yeah, literally like the first night we moved in, it was like 9pm. We had a speaker going. We're eating lasagna that my mum had cooked. Um, for us because we had no food in the house and the cops were like banging on the gate saying like we've gotten noise complaints um and then they came in and realized it was just the five of us sitting around our table just eating dinner i i reckon you're right to stress the family aspect of this will because i reckon if mum's there it's on for young and old you know what i mean <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed yeah, to seriously. get in trouble for noise if your mum's there <laughs> yeah um, that's it i was like i've got my mum to tell me off if it's gonna get if it's gonna be loud exactly and what are you gonna do well, like we've we've spoken to the cops about like doing a mediation, but she just won't listen to them. So she calls them to come out, but then when they call her to stop calling them, she just kind of like hangs up the phone and doesn't <laughs> doesn't speak to them back. We've been told like, hey, maybe you guys should get an AVO against her, and we're like, whoa, that's a bit hectic. But at this point, well, you know, <laughs> impossible. She <lives> <laughs> <laughs> She's not allowed to go to the bathroom because the, it kicks in halfway yeah. through her house. Unhinged, really. Um, Will, so when was the first time this occurred? Uh, did you? When was the first time this became an issue? Was there the first? Tell us about the first call. Well, actually, surprisingly, we knew the tenants who lived here before, and she had actually done this to them before. No. And they, yeah, and <laughs> they had a New Year's Eve party where they had like a small little fire pit out the back. Okay. And she called the fire department saying that the whole suburb was on fire oh because of God. because of their house. And like the fire department came, left, and then she did it again. <laughs> so the fire department like stationed up out the front of the house for like the whole night. Is this an old lady? Um, we're not sure. We've actually never met her nor seen her. She I only know her by her first name. What? And like that's it. What's her first name? Monica. <laughs> And that's it. Uh, we'd love for you to follow up uh, with uh, with us on what's going on with your nosy neighbour. Great, we'll do. We'll send you guys a message. Well, I mean, I thought your neighbour was bad. That's actually crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one is like, oh yeah. man, I'm afraid for that man. <laughs> you should move, dude. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Tom, thanks so much for joining us today no worries thanks for having me thanks very much for joining us tom um if you would like to contribute to the podcast just like will did you can join our facebook group housewarming podcast on facebook you can request to join in we're also on instagram at housewarming podcast and we're on twitter as well at housewarming pot see ya see you guys shit that's it that That is is the end of 
our 10, 10, we did 10 episodes of this series. That's right, we did. With some extra two, so that's 12. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but this isn't the section of the show where we say you're welcome. I think we should thank some people. I think we do have a lot of people to thank. Should we get sentimental? It's about time. Firstly, thank you, Nat. Thank you, Marty. Cool. That should do it. <laughs> no, thank you to you, the listener. Um, thanks for coming on this journey with us. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring this show to life and to you. And thanks in return for bringing your stories to us because we couldn't do it without that. And it's just kind of, it's been nice that this collective audience has been sharing in our pain. That's right. And <laughs> it also used to just be us. And also helping us out with some tips when we needed it. I mean, the whole Duna fiasco. Yeah, okay, we don't on need to bring Duna. it up again. It happened. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. I do think it needs to be <laughs> I'm a change man. <laughs> I won't let you forget. This is a transformational <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, and for all, everyone who's been a caller on our show, we cannot thank you enough for contributing and being a part of this podcast. Uh, and to everyone who's reached out to tell us all the crazy things that's happening in their share house, whether it be on our Facebook page or our Instagram, we see you, we hear you, mm-hmm. and we love you. And if you've reviewed our show on Apple Podcasts, thank you. Consider doing it again, possibly. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we've, we've read the reviews. And we even wrote some of them. We, we did. What alias did you use? (laughs) That's our final thanks. That's enough thanks. That is enough thanks. And that does bring us to the end of season one. But rest assured, we will be back for season two with Mm -hmm. bigger guests. Bigger. Better housewarming gifts. Better. And even crazier stories. Crazier. That's all from us for now. Till next time. Peace. Finally, big thanks to our hardworking producer, Jess Smalley. She mixed, mastered, and produced this episode. And a massive thank you to our boy, Paolo, for helping us out with the theme music. It just killed a cockroach live on the oh, show. Oh, there we go. So this is getting meta. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty raw on this podcast. <laughs> we don't lie. We keep it real. <laughs> very For the listener, he is lying. There's no cockroach here. <laughs> He's trying to seem cool. It is juiced. It is, it's guts. No, that's real. Juiced. That's actually quite disgusting. <laughs>